0: Dude, I spent all last night, last night, just crying myself to sleep and it's so crazy and I don't know what's wrong with me and it's really, really annoying and it's, okay, so I know that I've talked about this whole cat situation where I, you know, when I was growing up, I had... A cat. He was with me through my diagnosis, my parents divorcing. He was like my rock. We did everything together. I taught him how to jump into my arms and we just had this really special bond. And then when my parents divorced, I had to leave him behind and I never got to say goodbye, never got to see him again. And it just really, it's something that I think I just pushed down for so many years, because that was when I was 11. I'm going to be 31 this year in a couple months. So I think I just pushed it down for so many years because it's, it really hurt. And I just, it's something when I think about my cat, his name was Ginger. I'm like, I feel like I abandoned him. I feel like you know, one day I'm there, the next day I'm not. We spent so many years together, so much time together. I had him since he was a kitten. And it really hurts me to think that I might have hurt him and I abandoned him. And is he okay? What was he thinking? Is, like, how was his life? He We just left and and he was just, you know, he was basically a feral cat even though we got him from our friend, but we lived on a farm and so he was outside all the time and my mom was allergic, so he couldn't come inside. So he slept in the greenhouse or in our basement. We had like a basement downstairs and it was separate from the house with our laundry and stuff. So the cats would go in there. And then we left and it's like I just don't know what happened to him. And I feel so it's it's like this really just weight that i've carried around for so long that i haven't actually acknowledged i guess and so being here in costa rica and having this little this little cat poncho we share such a special bond too and he's like been my rock here just over the last seven months during this pandemic and since my mom's allergic he can't go into their house so I'm staying in their casita and he'll come in with me at night and we just we've gotten to know each other so well I don't know it, it might not make sense to you especially if you don't have animals but he does these cute things where like in the middle of the night because he likes to go out and carouse at like 11.30, he wakes me up by literally tossing my shoes across the floor. And he's so smart. He knows how to open doors. And sometimes when I'm talking to him, I literally feel like he's, he hears me and he's listening to what I'm saying. I'm like, how do you understand English? <laughs> and then the other night, I, I like came to finish my workout and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just going to be five minutes because he was out on the patio and then he wanted to go outside the main door and I showered I finished my workout and the whole time he just sat and like took a nap just on my doorstep waiting for me and then as soon as I locked up the house he was like all right it's time to go and he like walked right beside me all the way up the path and so I just feel like we share this connection and then I'm gonna be leaving because I, you know, I have to go to California. There, I, there's so much, you know, like I was thinking about it too. I'm like, if I'm leaving in September, if that actually happens for me to go back to California or if I wait longer, you know, there's just everything's up in the air, but it's like, I don't think it matters when I leave. I think it's going to be just as hard Because right now we're in, in the tail end of rainy season, of green season. So it typically rains in the evening. And I'm like, oh, like I'm glad I can be here for Poncho because that's the cat's name. But I'm like, because that way, you know, if it's raining or if it's storming, he can come inside my house. Whereas if I wasn't here, he wouldn't have that. But I think even if I were to leave in November when the weather's way better I think it would still be just as hard. I would still worry about him. I would still feel like I was abandoning him. And this is where I was like bawling my eyes out last night because it just, I feel like me leaving is bringing up past trauma from my old cat who I never like had, I was never able to really, I guess, like say goodbye or you know, it's like saying goodbye and then never seeing him again. And so I know that I'm coming back. I know I'm going to see Poncho again. I know he can take care of himself, but I think what's really coming up for me is just this past emotion that I've held on to for so long. And it just really reminds me of that time. And so it's just this crazy thing. So I think I need therapy. <laughs> I was talking to my boyfriend last night and he's like, So you're going to go to talk to a therapist and they're going to be like, you are an insane lady because you're coming here to talk to me about a cat, (laughs) which made me laugh. But anyways, that is my sob story for the day. But how are you doing? I hope that you've had a great week and i I don't know what's coming up for you right now in your own personal life, but I hope whatever it is, you've been able to take some time to reflect on things and just get back to a place of feeling somewhat grounded. I guess, you know, that's what I'm trying to focus on right now, but I hope that you're able to kind of acknowledge whatever's coming up for you as well, because I think that's important for our own growth in our life instead of just constantly pushing things away or not wanting to deal with them because it's so much easier to do that but I know that even when there's hard things you are so much stronger than you think you are and I think these hard things that come up in life are they're not something that you can't ever handle because if they're coming up for you and you have to deal with them even though they seem so difficult it's it's never something that you can't handle. I don't think that things would just be thrown at you that you you can't actually handle. Even if you don't feel like you can handle it in the moment, I know that you can because they're coming up for a reason and they're coming up for you because you can handle them. And when you get past them, you are going to just be such a, so much stronger and wiser. And I, I just want you to know that too. So, I love you, and I'm excited about this episode today. But before we dive in, if you have not subscribed to this podcast yet, please do take a second to subscribe. And if this is episode inspires you in some way today. If you enjoy this podcast, please do take a second to rate and review this podcast. Just scroll down on your device and tap the stars to rate the podcast and then if you feel called to do so, you can click to leave a review as well and just let me know what you enjoy most about this podcast. Honestly, you guys, I don't even know if you know how much I appreciate your continuous support of this show like this show would not be possible without your support because when you take the time to rate and review the podcast it helps to expand the reach of this podcast which is a big part of why we are still here and it just it it means so much so if you have not taken the time to do that it, I would really appreciate it Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I will see you on the other side of this episode. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. All right, you guys. So I'm going to be answering all of your questions about my Dexcom on this episode, and all your questions came in through the Instagrams. So the first question... oh. First of all, if you guys don't know what a Dexcom is, it's a continuous glucose monitor that measures the glucose in your blood straight to your phone. It's kind of awesome, so really great for just staying on top of the betas. I'm so grateful for it. Um, all right, so first question is from Amanda underscore Chitengu. I Honestly, I'm so sorry, Amanda. I probably butchered your name, so I apologize. But Amanda asks, do you get sensor errors a lot and how do you avoid them? This is funny because, okay, typically I don't get sensor errors that often, but I've had a few in the last like day or two. So a day, this was a few days ago, but it's just funny that this question is coming up right now because yes, I have just had a sensor error, but I don't typically get them with Dexcom, but I got one a few days ago. It was like one or under 24 hours before I was supposed to change it, but I've been resetting it. So right when I got the sensor error, I waited like the, usually the company tells you to wait like three hours. So I waited and it was still giving me the error. And so I just restarted the sensor and it was working perfectly. I don't really know why it does that sometimes. If you know why, I would love to know. <laughs> but that happened. And then today it went into a sensor error like for a split second. But I just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to change it because I'm almost going on like 15 days or something. So I was like, you know what, just gonna change it because I didn't feel like waiting around and I wanna work out and I don't wanna be like, is my blood sugar gonna, am I gonna be able to see it or not? So yeah, that just happened. But to answer your question, Amanda, with Dexcom, I typically don't get sensor errors. And if I ever do, it's usually an easy fix. Like either it'll come back or I'll just restart the sensor and it usually works. Next question is from M Chai underscore, and she says, favorite and least favorite place to wear your Dexcom. So my, I have, well, I guess I have three favorite spots. I, I used to love to wear um, my Dex like on my abs, but I was having this issue where I would put it there and then it just wasn't allowing me to restart it for whatever reason. I also love putting it on my arm, but I haven't put it there because I guess just like when I'm sweating and whatever, for whatever reason, maybe because my arms are more exposed typically that it just starts peeling off. And I'll even put on like the like skin grip is what I typically use, Um, but I'll, reinforce it with something and it still kind of like peels off a little bit but when I put it on my stomach it just stays in place like I I don't even have to use any sort of extra tape but I will show you right now like right here this is like what is it my back or my hip <laughs> so that is where I've been putting it lately and I love that spot because it allows me to restore restart it I always get restart and reset confused but I can restart it successfully and usually when I do that it lasts between 15 and 20 extra or 15 and 20 days total so that's where I've been loving it on my hip or my love handle that whatever area back there has the most subcontinuous subcontinue I can't, what is wrong with me? I can't even say that word right now. Subcutaneous subcutaneous fat. So that is what I'm really digging right now. Um, Next question is from Carly Rowe. How do you restart your sensor? This is a really good question. It's actually a question that's been coming up so much and I'm going to link to it below in in the notes, in the uh, show notes, but... I think it's episode 73, so that episode walks you through step-by-step step my process to restarting my Dexcom G6 sensor. It's the Firefly one, so it's like the newest transmitter that you get. So be sure to check out that episode. I will not go into it in detail right here because it's a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit long, but inside of that episode, if you're wondering how to restart, you're going to have all the steps in there. I was recently kind of just going through some of these notes that I had inside an old notebook from a really long time ago. I think like, oh gosh, like four or five years ago and I had written, okay, you're going to laugh, but I had written all of these questions on diabetes and it was like, should I give myself less insulin after my workout question mark or should I cut my bolus back 50% before my workout and then it had like in notes on heat and blood sugar management and like things that I was trying to research and all of these things it's so funny thinking back because it's like when I first got serious about My fitness and blood sugar management. I literally, when I was doing all this research, I could not find the information that I was looking for because when I was following people online, it they were all dudes, and so I was like, okay, but what happens like when I have my period? Like, like how does that affect my insulin needs and my exercise and all of the things? And I and so I had to like learn everything on my own and just make notes and figure out what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And so that's around the time that I started my blog, diabeticfitnessworld.com, which is now, if you go to that, it, it doesn't exist. It will reroute you to my new website but there there's just so much information that i was learning and so just finding all of these notes inside of an old notebook on things that i was like trying to research kind of made me smile but i'm excited because if you've ever felt yourself like if you've had questions and you're like okay but how does this exercise affect type 1 or diabetes or my blood sugars or whatever it is I just I'm so excited to share not only my program shredded body for type ones because there's a bunch of stuff that you learn inside of that program and you learn how to customize everything to your body and lifestyle because hey we're all different. We're all very individual. Our bodies are not made up the same way. So it's really important that you view your body kind of like your diabetes and you really understand that you are your body is just so individual and what works for someone might not work the same way for someone else. Um, but if you want to check out that program, you can go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join. You get lifetime access. And there's just so much – you can kind of scroll through the website and read all about it, but it, it basically teaches you step-by-step how to achieve your weight loss goal and maintain your weight loss goal with type 1 diabetes and how to set your macros and calories for your body different workout programs, just all the things that are going to really be key for moving forward and achieving your goals and maintaining your goals. And then my free ebook, How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes, there's 12 key steps in there. And all of these key steps are actually things from way back in my old notebook when I was like first doing all this research. You will definitely find some of the that information inside of this freebie, this free ebook. So if you have not downloaded it, it's a free training and ebook. so audio training you can listen while you're in the car while you're going for a walk. It's a good little listen and I guarantee that you're if you haven't um, downloaded it yet, if you haven't read the ebook because the ebook came out before the audio training, if you haven't, checked it out yet you are going to learn some key things that are going to really help you kickstart your own fitness journey with type 1 diabetes so if you want to check that out just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type 1 but I'm going to link to both of these in the show notes and if you want to check them out they'll be there for you all right let's get back to this episode Radelina underscore N again, apologies if I mispronounce that. <laughs> Would you replace your Dexcom for a Libra? Why or why not? Um, so the freestyle Libra, Libre, Libre, I think that's it. Um, so no, I wouldn't. And I've, I think, okay, so I think I tried the Libra once and it was before I even. Was wanting to get a CGM. And I went to see my endocrinologist. I tried the Libra because my doctor at the time, it was like a, my first appointment with her. And so her and the diabetes educator wanted to just have a week long graph of like my blood sugar. So I was like, sure, I'll wear the continuous glucose monitor just because then they could really see what was going on instead of me just bringing in my glucometer or in my Notes of like all my numbers, right? Super old school, but um, so I wore it and it only lasted, I think, five days because I was literally, I had it on my arm and I was leaning against my couch and it like bent the sensor and it fell off, and I was like, oops! But uh, that's the only time I ever tried the Libre and. I did do a little bit of research because I was like, what is the difference between the two for real? Because I love Dexcom so much. I've had so like, it's helped me so much. And I, there's nothing aside from one or two times. Well, actually last year I went through this period where the customer service was really frustrating for me, but I haven't had any issues with customer service lately, and I've had such great success with using Dexcom that there's no reason to switch. Like, why fix something that's not broken, right? So I wouldn't switch, but what I did find out, just one thing that I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting with the Libra. It said that you could actually turn off, and I don't know if this is true, so don't quote me on this, but... It, I think you can turn off the low alert feature, which is kind of awesome because I, with a Dexcom, you can turn off the high alert and you can turn off the lows, except when it gets to, I think it's like 52 milligrams per deciliter, which I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I think that might be it, like a two or th- something, two millimoles per liter i'll have to double check that but 50 i think it's around like 52 milligrams per deciliter anyways the story being when your blood sugar hits a certain point you cannot turn off that low feature the alarm scares the shit out of me i'll be laying in bed and i i know that the alarm feature is something that has helped so many people so it It makes sense why they have that feature. But ever since I was little, I've woken up in the middle of the night. It's like my body just naturally wakes me up when my blood sugar is low. And I can feel lows coming on like an hour before they hit. And so to me, that feature has just not been ideal. But that's the only thing that I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Otherwise, no, I wouldn't switch. I love Dexcom. Dexcom just... How it's if you use a, a tandem insulin pump too, how it integrates with the pump, where there's the basal IQ and the control IQ. Haven't used the control IQ yet, but when I get back to the United States, my brand new pump will be sitting there waiting for me. Because for those of you who don't know, my insulin pump broke like a couple of weeks after I arrived in Costa Rica and then the border closed. So I've been here for it's going to be like seven months or so. Um, but when I get home, I'll be able to try the control IQ, which basically your your continuous glucose monitor will read to your insulin pump and then your insulin pump will automatically give you a correction or suspend your basal when your blood sugar is dropping or going up, which I think is super awesome. It's like just the closest thing you can get to an artificial pancreas from what I know so far so that's cool and I just yeah Dexcom has been so great I love how I don't know with the Libra if you like do you have to scan your arm every time you want to see your sugars I don't know if that's a thing or if that used to be a thing but with Dexcom it's like I'll just look at my phone just it's so easy so yeah no I would not change um And then Shandy Dandy says, favorite spot. So yeah, my arm, my hip, my love handle area, or, you know, sometimes my abs, but just lately right now, when I, when this episode is being recorded on August, what's the date today? August 31st, 2020. I love my hip or my love handle. And it's kind of like my upper love handle. So like into my like back, but just in that fatty tissue there. And Jen Holbert actually sent in a a question, I was going to say request, but she was wondering for, because I do, I'm loving the spot right here on my love handle for my sensor, and she was wanting me to show how I take out the transmitter, because taking out the transmitter is how I restart the sensor. So if you want to know how to restart your sensors, check out episode, I think it's 72 or 73, I'm going to link to it in the show notes, but... How, what, like, how I and it's a step by step process, but how you do it is you take out the transmitter, and I show you exactly how I do it inside the episode. But she was wondering, like, when I do use the placement on my back, if I could show how I take out the transmitter because it's a really challenging. Uh, angle. So that I just, yeah, I, that's a great idea, Jen. And I'll, I will do that. So if you guys haven't subscribed yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button because at some point I'll make sure to put out a video so that you guys can see exactly how awkward it is and how I do it so that you can do it as well. Um, I think that is all the cues that we've got today, but Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope these answers to your most burning Dexcom questions, I hope that you were able to take some info away from them. And if you have a question about Dexcom or if you're sitting on the fence, if you're like, I want to get a continuous glucose monitor and maybe you're... Trying to figure out, like, is Dexcom for you? Should you do it? Should you not? I'm gonna open a book. So feel free to just send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know your questions. I'm happy to give you all of the advice that I that I, has helped me personally and what I love about it, what I don't, whatever you want to know, so that I can um, just help you make that decision for yourself. Because I know it can be really can be kind of like a challenging thing, right? Just Should you, should you not? That's how I was anyways. And when I did order my Dexcom for the first time, this was in 2017 or maybe it was like, it was almost 2018, I think. So I haven't even had it that long, but when I got it, I sat on it for a year. So maybe I ordered it in 2016, but I was so just not ready to make my disease visible to the world and getting a Dexcom just... I just wasn't ready to do it and so it sat at the pharmacy for a year before I picked it up before I was like okay I'm ready to do this so if you're having any hesitation or you just have questions about it feel free to ask me I'll link to my Instagram in the show notes but at Taja Cato I'd love to connect with you thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you very soon bye for now